0: everyone, welcome back to Pin the Cube Podcast here in Yonkers, the city of Yonkers in New York. Uh, Rescue One housed with Engine 307. Correct. So, uh, thanks for having me.
1: My pleasure. My First,
0: pleasure. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, tell me okay. who you are.
1: My name is uh, Mike Drew. I am a Lieutenant in Yonkers Fire Department. I've worked uh, Rescue Company One for about 10 years. Uh, then I got promoted. And uh, right now, I'm covering, covering officer. So basically, I can go anywhere in the city. Okay, um, but the they tend to keep guys where they like to be. So I, they know I like to be in the rescue. I like to be at Tower Ladder Seven One. So they try to keep me if if there's a spot there. They that's try to keep those guys where they want to be.
0: That's pretty yeah. cool administration, They're able Though oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. You don't hear that often. So yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good deal.
1: And it doesn't work out all the time, but right. uh, you know, if I'm covering, it's going to be a three-week span. So listen, wherever I am, I am. Right. You know, you do three weeks of training somewhere else, come back, do three more weeks, you know, so constantly training, but you're training other guys too, so it's yeah. good.
0: That's a lot of fun, man. Absolutely. So uh, first, I'd like to, to thank you for welcoming me into uh, Rescue 1. Check it out. Oh, my pleasure. It's, uh, it's, it's an honor to be here. It's pretty cool walk, looking around at some of the history of this building. It's an old building.
1: Yeah, yeah this is an old building. Um, you know, where we, where we used to be down at uh, Station 1, down into Getty Square Chicken Island area uh, that was a very old building they actually used to have the uh, fire academy there oh, no that's kidding. where the fire academy first started wow. um, they trained in there we had a tower on, on one side of the building and then uh, about four years ago was condemned wow. so we had a lot of issues going on they were uh, afraid that it was going to collapse there were collapsed walls that they were afraid it were going to happen so uh, they said okay well we, we have to move you guys and we were in with uh, Ladder Company 7-1
0: What was that relationship like?
1: Oh, it was great. It was great. You know, um, basically what happened was that usually if you're in the rescue and you're the junior guy Mm -hmm. and the rescue is full, but the ladder company isn't, you get bumped to the ladder company. Oh. So for that tour. Right, right. You know, so, you know, that, that was great. Now, the flip side also occurs where if you're the junior guy on the ladder truck, and you're heavy and the rescue's light, you get bumped to the rescue. Yeah. So it kind of worked out uh, a little a little different for me. So when I went to Ladder Company 7-1, you know, I spoke with the captain. I said, hey, cap, you know, I would love to come to the Ladder Company, but, you know, um, eventually I want to go to the rescue. Right. That's where I want to go to. And the captain was, he was just like, no, absolutely. We want you to come down to 7-1, you know, no problem at all. We We know where you want to go. And, you know, so... You, you have to make aware that the captain knows what your intentions are. Right. You know, so uh, it actually worked out pretty well because I was usually a junior guy, at 7 1, and I got always bumped to the rescue. Cool. Now, the flip side not a bad to that. Problem. No, not a bad problem at all, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then the flip side to that was now I was on the rescue when you get the rescue spot. Well, now I was the junior guy in the rescue. So now I got bumped, bumped to the, the ladder, truck, yeah. you know, which was still not a bad gig at all. No, no. So we, uh, you know, it was, it was great. So far, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, I've been blessed with my career. Yeah. I can't complain at all.
0: One of the cool things that uh, I noticed right up about bat with you was uh, your family's so important to you. I and mean, that's the first thing you want to talk about was your family.
1: Absolutely. Now,
0: Absolutely. Tell, tell me how uh, that transcends into the fire service for you.
1: Well, to me, you know, listen, being a firefighter, being an officer is great. It's awesome. I thank God every day, every day that I get up that I have this job. Every single day, I thank God that I have this job. But... um, you know to me the most important thing is being a dad and being a husband you know i have two girls at home well not two girls at home anymore one's in college you know right, right. and i have an older one at home uh and then my wife you know so to me that is that's so important and you know we do a lot of things together but they realize that listen when i'm at work you know i have a different responsibility you know i'm responsible for the guys that are riding behind me mm-hmm. so Yeah, we're still a family, you know. It's just a little differently now, you know.
0: Speaking of family, what what does that kitchen table mean to you?
1: Uh, Kitchen table is, uh, it gets crazy sometimes. You know, I remember when I first came on, I wouldn't sit at a kitchen table. I knew a lot of guys, um, you know, from the city and and particularly some of the guys from the special operations where, you know, they always told me that, listen, you got to earn your seat at the table right you know you can't just sit at the table and start talking listen you have nothing to say right you're a young kid and even when i first came to the rescue when we were at our other house you know we had you know i had guys that were legends on this job who were in tower ladder seven one and and the rescue and i wouldn't dare say anything right i was petrified right (laughs) you know i was like wow these guys are like this is it
0: would you You agree it's different different culture today
1: I would definitely agree. It's a different culture, you know. I think, um, you know, technology is great, but I think sometimes it's it's it could be a downfall for us. You know, I see a lot of guys on their phones in the kitchen. We're not talking. You know, it used to be you'd sit at the kitchen table and you were solving the world's problems. You were solving <laughs> the fire department's problems. Everything yeah. was getting solved, right? Right. If only they listened to firemen, right? Right.
0: Right. But, right. But uh, nowadays,
1: <laughs> it's it's a different. Th- if it's it's a totally different story. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know? So. Would you say coming up for you then, uh, and, and before I get into that, when did you, you graduate to Fire Academy?
1: I graduated Fire Academy, uh, Fire Academy in 2000.
0: So what what the hell got you so, into this? What made you become a firefighter in the first
1: place? It was it was crazy, I mean, I, I think my parents thought I was nuts. Um, you know, I went through, uh, I went to college. I went to graduate school, I got a graduate degree. I started working in uh, at Cornell Medical Center in the city. <laughs> Um, I have the master's degree in physiology, so I was dealing. My my emphasis was in cardiology. Really? So I did a lot of uh, a lot of testing of the heart. Learned a ton about that. Uh, but you're always dealing with sick people. You know what I mean? You're still helping people, but you're always dealing with sick people. Right. You know, and um, I knew a few guys. My wife grew up in Long Island. I knew a few guys when I go out there and visit. a Few guys that were in the city, and they were city firemen. So, you know, I would sit down, and we would talk, and they would tell me about it and say, oh, yeah, we had this great job, and, you know, we did this and this, and then, you know, we got a grab the other day. And I was like, wow, that job sounds pretty cool, you know? <laughs> so um, I kept talking to these guys and started saying, you know, hey, listen, you know, uh, how do I go about this? You know, if I wanted to be a fireman, what do I got to do? So, you know, they kind of told me about the procedure. They really didn't tell me anything about the job. Right. You know, other than just the stories that we were talking about. And, um, you know, and I, and I think that's a good thing. You know, you shouldn't really talk that much about the job until somebody comes on the job. The a brotherhood.
0: It's a rite of passage.
1: Right. It's a rite of passage.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: And um, so they told me the whole procedure. And, um, you know, I went through this whole procedure, and, and I was fortunate enough to get called for the job. You know, we took, the you know, all the tests that we had to take and everything. Right. I called for the job, and I was just like, this is this is amazing. This so is after
0: amazing. after all that, you know, medical background you had, yeah. all that school and stuff, it's it's interesting how you went in a totally different direction.
1: Totally different direction. Wow. My parents thought I was nuts because actually at the time, prior to that, I was actually applying for PA schools and med schools. Wow. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'll be a PA, maybe a doctor. Let me apply to both, you know. I'll take the MCATs, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, my parents were probably sitting there thinking, oh, he's going to be a doctor, you know, this is great, PA, <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. hey, whatever, you know. And then, whoo, right off the track. Wow. You know, went right into fires. And I'll tell you what, I don't regret one day of it.
0: I, I was just going to say, I bet you don't even look back once.
1: I don't look back once, yeah. you know. I mean, listen, like I said, it's it's the best job in the world. Every day. Hands down. Every day is a different day. Yeah. And we don't have, you know, there's been days that are horrendous, you know. 9/ 11 mm-hmm. horrendous, worst day ever. Right. you know I think that was probably the first time and probably the only time that my wife and my kids saw me cry, and that was it. yeah, you know um, that was horrendous, but you know what? It's still the best job ever. Yeah, absolutely. you know you don't forget those guys.
0: You know I always say all the time, I, I can't believe you know I get direct deposit and when I get it I go I can't believe I'm actually getting paid for this
1: right it it is (laughs) I would do it for free you know one one of my good friends John Rodriguez who you know bless him he he passed away he was on his job you know and uh, he used to say you know we're just big kids getting paychecks it's true and it's just, you sit there and you say, you know what, John, you're absolutely right. Yeah,
0: it's true. You know? <laughs> you know, I, I had the inter- inter- opportunity to interview some uh, warrior guys, you know, yeah. 60s and 70s guys from, the, you know, FDNY. And every one of those guys said they missed it, you oh, know, yeah. tremendously. And sure. e- every one. There wasn't one guy who goes, yeah, I'm just happy to retire. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were all happy, to, you know, they all missed a job and stuff.
1: Yeah, I know. Listen, you know, eventually my time's going to come where I'm going to have to retire. Yeah. You know, listen. Right now, I don't want to retire. You know, I want to go as far as I can, as long as I can, because um, I just love the job.
0: What is it about Yonkers Fire Department that's so special to you?
1: Well, to me, I think, I think it's not a, it's not an overly big job. You know, when you're looking down the city, you got twelve thousand guys. You're not going to know every single guy. You no. know, Yonkers is small enough where. We can know just about every guy on our job, you know.
0: And how um, many guys do you have in the fire department? How many firefighters do you
1: have? Uh, we roughly have, like, somewhere in the neighborhood, about 322, 323, okay. 35. Somewhere in that neighborhood, it's pretty you big, know.
0: Pretty big number. Yeah. You
1: know, we're, we're uh, I think we were, like, the second or third biggest in the state. You know, obviously, you got, you know, New York City, right, right. Buffalo, Sy- Syracuse, us. You know, so we're decent size, but... Really, we have the ability, you have the ability, if you want, to know everyone on this job. Right. You know, um, I know a few years ago, it got, a, it got tough for us because we put so many classes in, back-to-back, and half our job really had less than, less than a year on wow so now we're sitting there you know everybody's kind of scrambling like who's this guy who's that guy who's this guy you know right right but now i think was that was that due
0: to a lot of retirements or
1: well it was due to a lot of retirements we had a grant oh. where we were the safer grant we had to hire you know we were gonna hire so um it was a combination of a whole bunch of things but it was a little tough because what a
0: boost for the department. That's, yeah,
1: You know. Yeah. So uh, we were kind of scrambling a little bit. I know I was trying to figure out, okay, who is this guy? You know, you see him in the book and he's going into the computer to work and it's like, all right, who is he?
0: Right. You know,
1: we never worked with this guy. Who I don't know anything about him. Wow. You know?
0: And these are all, you know, guys out of probate school and you're
1: yeah. yeah. So
0: And and with the ladder company, you know, in the rescue and the ladder, you guys are obviously you know everybody and everybody's for the most part everybody's staying for a while right
1: absolutely and it's
0: not like guys are turning over quick to go to different places
1: yeah usually when you get to the rescue or you get to you know tower ladder
0: 7-1
1: usually you are that's where you want to be right 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 you're not you're not going to be going somewhere else transferring out right you know usually that's it that's where you are yeah you know
0: so from from the academy in 2000 where'd you go from there
1: 2000, uh, right when we got out, the way that our class was, we had, we had a large class. So we had 48 in our class, and that was considered a large class. Okay. Right, we were second biggest in Yonkers history then. Since then, they have put a class on with 50. So. Wow. But it's still large. Um, from there, I went to Engine Company 303. Now, what they did with us is that time you went to a, a company. Right. You stayed there for three months. Okay. And then there was a job-wide transfer that job-wide transfer, then that's when you got your... Assignment. Permanent assignment. Okay. To say, you know. And what is
0: it, a one-year gig?
1: No, um, your permanent assignment was until you could put another transfer in to go somewhere else. Oh, okay. All right, so, uh, I mean, I know guys who are from my academy who went to one place. Right. And they've stayed there this whole time. Wow. They haven't moved, you know, which is good because, listen, that's where they like it. Right. You know, it works for them.
0: And it's so great... To have a senior guy in the house like that,
1: right? To have a senior guy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to three hundred three. We were there for three months, and then the job wide transfer. From there, I went to Engine Company three one one. Okay. I stayed approximately like four years, all right, and then at the end, just when I was leaving, they turned it into a squad. So it went to Squad eleven. Okay. Now the protocol was wasn't what it is now. We didn't go on every job, you know. We went on. Some technical rescue. We were we were the collapse. We had to collapse rig in quarters like they do now. You right. know, went over all that stuff. Um, from there, I went back to three hundred three because I said, "Hey, listen, I really like the kind of three hundred three. It was, right. it was good, you know." And uh, there was an opportunity, uh, pretty much within that within that same year, another transfer came out, and I said, uh, "Hey, you know what? I'm I'm going to try to go to seven one." Right. the progression was kind of go from an engine company mm-hmm. to a good truck company because I knew eventually I wanted to go to rescue but I wanted to get experience
0: So you had that seed planted right from the beginning you said yeah
1: yeah I think I always I always wanted to go to the rescue well, I mean I, I have a picture of me uh, next to the rescue the, the rescue that they just got in 2000 when they formed the company again right that right out of Proby school I had a picture right next to it you know so I knew listen I, I want to go to the rescue right right. You know, I just felt like, listen, that's where I want to go. And you're
0: first generation, right?
1: First generation. Wow. That's yep.
0: pretty that's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. So, and I think, I really think that um, some of the guys that I talked to, some of the guys that I knew in the city, they were all from special operations. And I think that really had an impact on me.
0: Planted a seed.
1: Yeah, saying, yeah. hey, listen, you know, we did this. And, you know, they, they were talking about rescue school when they went to rescue school and, like... Right yeah, rappelling off the tower and this and that. And I was like, wow, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah.
0: So Me- meanwhile, you could have had a doctor's coat on making money. and. Yeah, well, <laughs>
1: nothing beats this, that's for sure. No, no, absolutely.
0: So so after you got into the ladder company, and then how did it be that you got into the rescue?
1: So basically from the ladder company, you know, um, the way our department works, our our department works on transfers based on seniority. Okay. So it's not... As it should. Who you know, what you know, Beautiful. anything yeah, like that. It's like all it. based on seniority. Yeah, good. So as soon as you get enough seniority and you can, you can come over to the rescue, then, all right, we go to the rescue. You know, we're kind of in a little, uh, a little bind right now only because of where we're located maybe. You know, we're going to get a more junior guy right. in the rescue right now. So it's kind of turning over a little bit, you know. As opposed, listen, if we were in town... Um, we may have gotten a more senior guy on the rescue.
0: So now I see that as a two-prong, right? So not only is it something to think about as a senior guy, not knowing you have all the experience on your rig, but at the same time, these junior guys, it must be intimidating for them to step on the rescue, not having the background.
1: I would think some of them, yeah. yeah. You know, some of them, you know... It all depends on the individual you know some guys may do like you know side work they may be carpenters they may be plumbers they may be electricians
0: right right
1: listen we can always use that on the rescue if you have another trade, yeah obviously you know yeah. but when it when it comes down to it you really have to go to and we've been pretty good with this is the rescue school yeah you know we've been running a rescue school for two weeks for the last two years now wow. we're, we're hoping to do it every single year so that when these guys come in to the rescue or they come into the squad, right. Basically, what we do is we're gonna we're gonna train them, right? And every year we try to move it up a notch so we advance them, you know. So one year we may do it might just be basic rope, right? The next year we're gonna do pickoffs. Mm-hmm. The following year we may do transverse and a low point edge with a basket, you know, with no high point.
0: So then, when the bell rings. And the time comes that you're able to go to rescue, you have a
1: background. Right. And experience. Right.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's a home run.
1: Yeah, so it works out pretty good, yeah. you know.
0: what, what uh, Looking back at your your career now, you know, tell me what it was like when you got the nod that you're going to become a lieutenant. What was that like?
1: It was a little crazy. It was a little crazy. You know, there were, there were a few lists that, that, that I was left pretty close to the top, you know. And it's always frustrating. That's the way it happens, yeah. Yeah. you know. Um, Obviously, if I was left one on this list, I would have been left number one. Um, listen, it is what it is. Being a firefighter, it's not a bad gig. No. You know, I still got the best job in the world. Right. I still love my job. I'm not going to change my job. Right, right. You know, I'm not going to transfer anywhere. Um, but being a little a lieutenant, you know, coming from the rescue, I feel it's 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 a little bit easier. You know, I've had 17 years on when I got promoted. So
0: of experience I've
1: done a lot a lot you right. know whether it was on the truck you know the rescue so I have some experience um, I think it's a little easier coming from the rescue coming from the rescue right versus maybe coming from an engine company and then getting thrown into a truck company right not having to do a search or something like that or getting thrown in right into the rescue and say okay yeah you're, you're the boss today even if you're covering you know it's a a little intimidating I feel a little bit I feel a little more comfortable as a boss now you know I've been a boss for about a year and a half so how do you like it? I I love it is it a different it's definitely a different feel um, and and it's only a different feel because I'm in a different position
0: right
1: Um, you know now I know that listen as a fireman I was responsible for me and the other guy that I was with we worked as a team Mm -hmm. listen I got his back he's got my back you know now you kind of have to open your vision up and you have to say listen i'm responsible for all my guys on this rig absolutely you know um i want to make sure that every single one of those guys come home Mm -hmm. you know and listen if it's if it's not you know if it's in the cars and i i don't come home but every one of my guys come home right i did my job Mm -hmm. okay and that's that's how i look at it
0: it's funny. I've said the same thing, and people look at me like, "What? Are you crazy?" But unless, you, like you said before off camera, unless you're doing this job, you don't understand it. Right. And it's hard to rationalize that that statement. Yes. I get it. Right. And the people, most of the people watching, get it. But, you know, it's but it's interesting. I do have people that watch the show that aren't firefighters. Yeah. Um. So when they watch it, you know, I often get questions like, like that. I, I'm sure I'll get a question about that. Like. Yeah. Is that something you really do? Or Is that just something you say? Like, no, that's something you really do. Absolutely. And there is a good possibility, a good life it. You don't come home. That's just, like you said, if that's what's in your cards, that's what's right. in your cards. Certainly not something you want to do, but, absolutely. you know, that is the risk you take.
1: Yeah, and, I, you know, you kind of look at it this way. You know, like, I always tell everybody, listen, if we got a bail, mm-hmm. my guys need to get out first before me. Because that's my job. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for them. Right. You know, I couldn't, you know, it's it's so hard that I would sit there. If they were with me and I went out first and something happened to them, right. I couldn't live with myself. No. How are you going to look yourself in the mirror and say, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Can't happen.
0: No, absolutely not. So what's it like for you now to teach at a rescue school? You enjoy that?
1: Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, one of the good things was that because I had some experience, um, you know, I can... You know, the whole thing with the fire department is sharing your experiences. Absolutely, yeah. You know, with the yeah. next the next generation and the next set of firefighters, because, like I said, I don't want to retire. But, listen, it's, it's inevitable. Someday, I'm going to retire. Right. And, and the goal for me, you know, and, and everybody may not look at it like this, but my personal goal is that, listen, I want to make the fire department a better place than it was when I came on when I leave.
0: So sharing your experiences and sharing your knowledge is gonna do with just that.
1: Yeah. I mean think about it. When you share what you know with with other guys mm-hmm. and they pick up the ball and run. Yeah. That's that's your resume. Absolutely. That's my yeah. resume. Listen, these are the guys that I taught. Yeah. This is what they do. Right. You know? And
0: and they're, you know, getting information from you. And that information right. may save their yeah. life one day. Correct. And how awesome is that?
1: Right, right. And you, you know, you you hope. I mean, you know, when I when I teach on the side, um, the guy I teach with, you know, he gets he gets some of those messages all the time. Like, hey, we had an incident, and this is what we did. This is what you guys taught us. You know, and he shares that with me, and I'm like, yeah, it makes powerful. you feel really good. Yeah, it's
0: powerful. You know, man. it's 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 worth more than money.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, because you, you can't put a price tag on someone's life. That's, that's for sure. Uh, absolutely. So yeah. now that uh, now that you're uh, you're an officer here with the rescue. So explain this to me, uh, the covering officer, so you can basically go anywhere in the city?
1: Yeah. So basically, I'm a, I'm a floating officer. So basically, I float into vacation spots. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. So anytime, as of now, anytime that there's a lieutenant on the rescue who's going on a vacation, okay, they usually slide a covering officer into that spot. So right now, I'm floating into the rescue. If there's an officer off on a rescue... I float into that spot. Usually, you know, goes for the vacation pick. And then... Um, is,
0: that, is, that, is that a little challenging for you? Because you're always with new people.
1: Um, you know, sometimes it's challenging. Like, when, I, when I'm in the rescue, I know everybody in the rescue. So it really doesn't matter what group I go into right. or where I am. Because I know what most of these guys can do mm-hmm. and where they are. Um, when I go to another firehouse, it gets challenging
0: you don't even because I
1: haven't worked with those right. guys. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, you know, when I, it's funny, when I was first co- when I first got promoted and I first covered, um, we were going to a job and, and uh you know I turned around and, and I had two young kids behind me. And they kinda like looked at me like deer in a headlight, like, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and you gotta sit there and you gotta say, Listen, I'm the officer now. Right. Listen, this is what I want you to take, this is what we gotta do. Blah 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 blah. So everybody's on the same page. Right. Nobody's going to get hurt, you know. So that makes it a little challenging when I go somewhere else, you know. Yeah,
0: because you um, don't have the bond exactly that you do with your normal group, right? If, you know, if you're covering right. vacations and you're—is that a, is that because you're a new a new fire a new lieutenant?
1: Yeah, usually because our our uh, our transfers basically for officers work the same way as firefighters go on okay. seniority, but it's seniority in rank. It's not seniority on a job now.
0: Oh, okay, okay,
1: okay. So once you you get promoted, right. You go by seniority in, in, rank in rank since you got promoted, you know, which is which is normal, you know. So now you just sit there, you buy your time, right. wait until where you want to go.
0: So eventually you'll get, you'll get your own assignment where you're just a permanent lieutenant in that house.
1: Right. Eventually what happens is I'll put in transfer if we get a vacancy. You know, you put a transfer in to wherever you want to go. Right. And if you're the senior guy that wants that, then you'll get that spot. Cool. You know, um, the way I look at, it, yeah, listen, I want to go back to the rescue. Sure. Of course, that's yeah. where I'm from. That's home right, right, to me, right. you know. Um, but I'm not saying I don't want to go to any other company either. Right. You know, there's other companies that are great out there. That hey, listen, if I could get that spot, you know, that might be great too. Right. You know. Well, it's
0: it's cool that that you're under the mindset that you're just happy to be wherever. Absolutely. Y- you know, and I think that's that's an important message to pass on to to these young guys and girls because you're not always going to get everything you want absolutely you know and and just be blessed in what you have be happy that right. you have that position
1: absolutely you know? and that's the way i look at it i mean you know listen be happy you got the best job in the world
0: what what advice are you giving these new firefighters and rescue that that are in rescue school now what, what advice are you giving them
1: well basically you have to tell them like you know we can only teach you or bring you so far you have to take initiative mm-hmm. you have to do research you have to constantly be on your reading Stay up on trends. What's happening, you know? Stay up on any any situations that happen in the fire service. Let's say a mayday, right? Why was the mayday given? What happened there? You know, as a rescue, I think, you know, you, you have to think outside the box. We're a giant toolbox.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: You know, and the chief's going to look at you. And he's looking at you because the normal tactics or the standard tactics that were employed or deployed at that scene aren't working. So he's going to look at you and say, okay, what do you got?
0: Yeah. Now you time know? to open up the toolbox. See exactly. What's going on. Yeah.
1: You just can't sit there and say, I don't know. I got nothing, chief. Yeah. That's not an option. No, it's not. You got it. You, you know, you got to be the fix it for the chief.
0: And and at some at some point, you're literally last line of defense. Literally.
1: Correct. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You never know, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of tell these guys, listen, you know, we can only bring you so far. Definitely. Start learning on your own. Take, take classes. Right. Read. Do whatever you have to to just gain knowledge. Right. I mean, I think that's the thing about the rescue. You, you, you're never going to be an expert. No. You know, the whole thing, even with the fire service, it's too great. You're never going to be a, an expert in anything.
0: Right. You it's so
1: evolving. Yes.
0: It's always evolving. You know, building instruction, you know, correct. Tactics, yeah. training. It's. Yeah.
1: It's you constant. could be good. Yeah. You know, and that's that's great. You could be good in a lot of different things, mm-hmm. you know, but you'll never be an expert. When you think you're an expert, it's time to retire. You're done.
0: Right. Well, that's when people you know? start getting hurt. Right. What uh, I see on your helmet there, you have a ten two hundred nine. Where's that? Right in the side of your lid here.
1: Oh yes. That was uh, the Pat Joyce. Oh okay. For yeah. Pat Joyce, we made um, one of the lieutenants we had was uh, a very good friend with Pat Joyce, and he made those for. Everybody who was in 7 1 or rescue. That so cool. uh, we kind of wear those. I, I always I kept that since I got it. Yeah, it's cool. It's right like right in my
0: line of sight. Yeah. So I, lo- I love stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like that. You know, things that mean, mean something to you, to yeah. keep on your lid. Right. You know, yep. I always say, like when when my time goes, I want you got to put my lid with me. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> I have to it. keep it with me. Right. <laughs> no one gets to keep that. That's mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, I don't think my daughters want it. So yeah, <laughs> too dirty. Yeah, my kids aren't going to want it either. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so, um, what advice would you have for a new firefighter? And I think coming from you, it's even better because now that I know your background. Um, that you weren't that kid who aspired to be a firefighter. You right. weren't that father's son. Um, what, what advice would you give someone right now looking to become a firefighter or have an aspiration to become a firefighter?
1: I would I would definitely tell them to do everything in your power to research it to make sure this is what you really want. You know, um, I was fortunate where, you know, like I said, I knew these guys in the city, and, you know, they were officers, they would take me to, to work when they went in. Hmm. And I would ride with them. So I really had a good understanding, like, uh, you know, this is this is what it's like.
0: Yeah,
1: And I said, this is, this is something I want to do, you know? Or um, they would just take me into the firehouse. If they were going into the firehouse, just to stop by, they would take me in, talk to a bunch of people about it. And uh, I had a real good understanding about what I was getting into. You know, I didn't fully understand the job and everything, but I had an idea of what it was about. And I liked that it was a brotherhood. Yeah. So the new guys, what I would tell them is, listen, do your research, you know, make sure this is what you want. And if it's what you want, then put everything you have into it to get it.
0: LT, what, you know, this show is, is raw and real. Right, mm-hmm. I, I like getting down to the brass tacks of things. What frustrations do you have, if any, in the fire service today, compared to when you started?
1: Well, I, I think when I started was a different, uh, uh, you know, maybe a different time. You know, I mean, yes, everybody had the technology and everything, but the kitchen table was a lot different because everybody was talking at the kitchen table. They weren't on their cell phones so much, right? You know, um, trying to solve the world's problems, like we said. And uh, I think really, like, the senior guys, when I I came on, those senior guys, they really took me under their wings. You know, they they told me, they showed me the ropes, and they said, listen, if you're ever going to put a transfer in, you need to let your captain know, and you need to go to the house that you're going to, and you need to talk to that captain. Give them that respect.
0: So it's not going to be blindsided.
1: Right, so that they're not going to get blindsided. Because right. sometimes, listen, it's just not a good fit. You know, go to the captain and say, hey, Cap, you know, I'm thinking about transferring in. I'd like to come into your company. And the captain may say, you know what, listen, you're a little young. Or, listen, what can you offer, you know, or, hey, listen, we'd love to have you. Right. Right? Right. Now, I think we're kind of like drifting away from that, from like the old school.
0: So, you say now it's just more pen to paper?
1: Pen to paper, in it goes, that's it. How it falls is how it falls, and everybody's kind of blindsided. Who are we getting? We don't know. Right, right. You know, nobody even knew, like, okay, this guy put in, that guy put in, captain didn't know. You know, I think. Um, that's a good point. You know, you need some, you need to have some of that old school back just to have that respect. I mean, listen, there may be captains that. Listen, they don't care.
0: Right.
1: You know, they may just say, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? But there may be some captains out there that say, listen, you know what? You should have came to me to let me know. Listen, right. do you want to come to my company or not? You know? A little heads up would have been nice. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know?
0: That's a good point.
1: So I, I can um, see that. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes, you know, yeah, technology is good, but I think sometimes we need to get back to some of the old school stuff. Yeah, where, face-to-face. Yeah, face-to-face and, and give the respect where it's due if he's a captain he's a captain
0: it know. starts it starts now i mean honestly cuz you know my daughters will be in the same room and they'll text each other and they're in the same room <laughs> exactly you know <laughs> and it, it's crazy like you know but it, it's just accepted now like it's right. just the thing people do you know and i think what you're saying is such a good point it's such a, you brought such a good point you know i think you're right it has to get back to that
1: yeah
0: that more face to face and you
1: know yeah, we have a lot of traditions in the fire service. Right. You know, a lot of traditions. And this was, you know, this was one that should be, should have been kept. Yeah, you know, especially
0: respect for the senior guy, absolutely. Senior man, yeah.
1: You know, um, I mean, we used to have, there were houses where the senior man would make the call and say, yeah, hey, you know what, we're thinking, we got an opening, we'd like you to put in. Right. You know, and, and the senior man would talk to the captain and say, hey, cap, this is the guy we probably should have. And then that guy would come over and talk to the captain, you know.
0: Uh, and I'm sure it went a long way with the, the captain.
1: Oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, listen, when you had a senior man, like when I started at three, we had a senior man. He was great. Yeah. He was awesome. Yeah. He ran, he ran the firehouse and, and basically and... the officer said, listen, yeah. I'm just, I'm just here. That's it. You guys are running the firehouse.
0: So he, he was really like the, you know, the buffer, if you will. Sure. Between, you know, the yeah. captain and
1: yeah. Yeah. And I remember like, you know, when I, when I was at three, when I, when I went back to three. Um, three had a, we had a, basically, a, the kitchen table was three folding tables put together. <laughs> so we made a big one. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and we had, the engine company was there and a battalion and battalion aid. So um, I remember when I got back to three, I said, you know what? We, we should build a table, guys. You know, we should build a nice table, put the emblem in the middle. Yeah, sweet. Code it, you know. And uh, I remember that I went to the senior man. And I said, hey, you know, uh, w- what do you think about this? We got an idea. of senior man said, listen, you do whatever you want here, you know. Make sure it's nice. Make sure you have company pride. You okay. know, I think that's another thing, company pride. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, listen, yes, it's a job. Everybody knows it's a job. You're getting paid for it. But have company pride. Yeah. You know, whatever company you're in, have that pride.
0: Perfect example is right here above our head. I mean, yeah. Got, the first thing I noticed when I got inside here, yes, and I came to the back of the rig, was that. Yeah. The first thing I noticed because just like you said, you, pride. You know, there, there right. you go. Was that 1930? Right. Right. Yep. I mean, that that kind of stuff is that's awesome, man. That's, that's
1: pride. And that came from our senior man. Our senior man put that up and said, "Listen, this this was the company. Have company pride." Yeah, it's cool. You know, I mean, every company think, you know, every company's going to say, yeah, we're the best company. We do this. We and they should that. think that. And they should, because that's right. company pride. Right. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's how a lot of our guys feel. Listen, this is the rescue, man. Have company pride. Yeah. You know? and, and same thing with you know, Engine
0: 307. Thing with 307. They should think they're the best engine. You Absolutely. Know? It, it, should, it should be that way for
1: everybody. Right. It shouldn't just be, okay, I'm going to a job. Okay, I'm on an engine or I'm on a rescue. I'm on a truck. Should be, no, I'm not just on an engine or a truck.
0: It's hard for me to understand that mentality. Not that, listen, if some guys, maybe it is just a job for them. Maybe it is right. a career and it's, it's you know, it's a pension and it's, you know, it pays their bills and medical and all right. that. I get that. But I just don't understand that because for me, it's always been more of that. Absolutely. You know? And most people I think you talk to, the majority, have that, that yeah. pride.
1: Yeah. You know? You know, it's funny, too, because... Um, You know, when when we talk about this, (laughs) if you go into my closet at home, I mean, I have so much 303 (laughs) gear. Right. I have so much ladder 7-1 gear. And I had so much rescue gear. Right. You know, but I made it a point that if I worked at, let's say, Tower Ladder 7-1, I'm not going to wear anybody else's T-shirt. I'm wearing a 7-1 T-shirt. Cool. You know, and it seems like a, you know, yeah, that's kind of anal or... You know, right, right, you're right. kind of crazy about that. But to me, listen, that, that's company pride. I'm not going to wear another T-shirt. It's
0: pride and ownership.
1: You know? Yeah. Um, same thing on the rescue. When I was on the rescue and yeah. I'm still on the rescue, even as a covering officer on the rescue, I'm wearing a rescue T-shirt, you know, or I'm going to wear a rescue shirt. That's cool. Because that's that's how I feel. Like, listen, I take pride in this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. so.
0: And, and the fact that you're doing the training outside of this, you know, that, that says something, too. Obviously, this means a lot to you. It's not just a job. Right. Yeah. It's a lot more than that. Absolutely. So, LT, take me, take me back to uh, this rescue you were
1: involved in. Okay. <laughs> this was, uh, this came in in March, March 4th of 2011. And, uh, basically, I was coming in for the night tour. Now our night tour starts at 6 o'clock. Um... Another, another thing. Call me crazy. I usually get in about four o'clock. Okay. All right. So I usually am two hours early. So that you know, two if, hours
0: is on is on you, not on the city.
1: Right. It's on me. Totally on me. Okay. So, basically, I come in early. Wow. If if there's somebody who wants to go, who listen, maybe they gotta go get their kid or something like that. You know, that's that's part of a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Listen. Okay. Go. I'm in. You know. I got you. Right. All right. So. I always come in too early, two hours early for a night tour usually, and um, you know I was in early and came into the kitchen and I heard this call come in. So they're like, "Oh yeah, you know we got a we got a scaffolding, uh emergency." You know, looks like they're really high, and I knew exactly where the building was, and we knew that there was there was work being done there. We knew they were on suspended scaffolding. um, so. Uh, you know, nobody wanted to leave. They they all got onto the rig, and I said, "Hey, listen, if you need anything, I'm here. Whatever, you know." And at that time, we had some chiefs that were down at Station One, mm-hmm. so um, they knew I was in there. And then I had a chief, one of the chiefs, come from downstairs and said, "Listen, we're going to bring you over there, over to the uh, to the incident." So I said, "Yeah, okay." Now this was after when the uh, a straight stick went up, a hundred foot aerial. They knew they were out of they were out of rut. Not out of a reach. They so he
0: They're above 100
1: feet. Yeah, they couldn't get him. They said, "Okay, he's above 100 feet. So okay, now we need a plan. We need another yeah. plan. You know." So, um, basically, they took me over there, and um, we went up. Went up to the top. I took a good size up before I went up. Let's see what we got. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had one one individual who was kind of just hanging on to the building, just just like. Grip death, death yeah, you know? death, yeah. And one guy yeah. that was just hanging in his harness. Okay, the guy that was hanging in his harness was lower. Now the problem with the rescue was that it was a basically a blind shaft. Okay, so we had a blind shaft, and it stuck out about 15 feet. Okay, and then you had windows all the way out to the left and the right. So you know, initially they were thinking, all right, maybe we can get them and bring them over to the window. The problem with that is if you're on a rope. And now you start swinging them over to a window, you're pendulum, them, and you could cut the rope. Yeah. So that's a no-go right off the bat. So we went up to the top of the roof, and I said, all right, listen, this is what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to go over. We're going to have to pick them off. I said, not an issue. We can do this. No problem at all. It was a— Was uh, there
0: any part of you was like, oh, my God, what am I doing?
1: It, it, I wasn't like, that. I was more like, oh, I can't believe this. We're going to get rescued. This is awesome. I can't believe yeah. it. Hopefully, I get to go over. And that's, that's pretty much what I was saying. Yeah. I really hope I go over. That's what I wanted to do. You know? Um, <laughs> so, we went up there. And uh, because I, I, I teach a lot on the outside with the ropes, confined space, things like that. Right have a little bit more knowledge on okay what do we want to rig how do we want to rig it where are we going to rig it to so basically we just split everybody up okay you guys rigged the belay line you guys rigged the main line and we were on top of a stairwell okay so it went up another 10-15 feet from from the ceiling from the from the roof so we were about 10-15 feet up and we had a platform working off there so after everything got rigged we looked at it we double checked everything we said okay no problem you know so i said all right i'll go over i got him you know i had a captain up there a lieutenant up there i said all right you got it so rigged myself up they lowered me down i said you know let me get the first guy i said we're only gonna have to raise him up a little bit once how, i untangle um at that time we were at uh 30 stories so we had to get a 300 uh, a foot rope that we had down in special ops Normally, if I had to go from that top to the bottom, 300-foot rope wouldn't reach. Right. But we had scaffolding that was uh, a level up on the bottom. Oh, okay. So okay. I just had to grab them and then bring them all the way down just to the scaffolding. Gotcha. We had other companies down there that would package them up and bring them down a the ladder to the ground. Oh, cool. So it actually worked out really well. Yeah. So uh, I went down there. I, I took the first guy who was just suspended by his harness. What was he doing? Um, He was just pretty much hanging. He really wasn't. They were they were a little bit um, a little weary. Saying, "Listen, they didn't like jump
0: on you or anything." They didn't
1: jump on me because I I pretty much told them um, we had a language barrier. Okay. We had some guys in the window that spoke their language, so I said, "Listen, tell them this is what's going to happen." Okay. So before I got to them, they were aware that listen, okay, I'm coming down. Told them, listen. Tell them not to jump on me. Do right, not right. get on me. I will hook them up. They're all good. Okay. So that was all relayed. So kind of like once I came down, they knew, okay, I'm not going to jump. They told me not to jump. So once I got down to, to the guy that was spending in the harness, I basically just clipped the safety onto him right away. Once I clipped that safety on, I got him. Right,
0: right.
1: Everything could break on him. doesn't matter. I got him.
0: Right.
1: He's set. So um, we did that. Hooked up the main to him. We lifted him up a little bit, de-seat his where he was tensioned in the system. Right. Now he's on our system. We're independent, but he's on our system. And then uh, just walked him down, lowered him down to the to the uh, bottom mm-hmm. where the scaffolding was. Handed him off to, I believe it was ladder 7-5 at that time. I think that's who, who was packaging. They packaged him up. You know, they let him. I'm sit for a little while because we were... I was a little concerned that he might have uh, suspension trauma. Okay. Okay, just hanging in that harness right, right, for a right. while, all not moving. Yeah. yeah. So we had him sit for a while, and then we packaged him up, brought him down. And then I went... We had a guy, the super, who was in the elevator. And it was already down in the lobby. Went right back in. Went all the way back up to the top. And then got the second one.
0: And what was he hanging on to? He
1: was... He was basically... He was on his lines, but... He, um, his feet were kind of at the corners, gripped on, and his hands were gripped oh, on. Oh, man. So he was, he was fighting for it, you know? Yeah. And um, so I went up, and I told the guys up at the top, and I remember, because this guy was tangled up pretty good. I said, listen, it's, it's going to take me a little while to untangle him. Right. I said, so let me get down to him, let me hook up my safety, and then let me look around to try to untangle him. Now, the thing is with... with um, suspended scaffolding usually you send a line down to secure the scaffolding okay so it doesn't doesn't fall on you or anything right. like that um, this scaffolding which was which was pretty cool it had a um, it has an internal brake and an external brake so you have a steel cable that comes down it goes inside a box on the side okay and there's an internal brake in there. And then it should come right back out through. Mm-hmm. Now, if if that cable is broke at the bottom, you can't see it come out the bottom, then I would definitely have to put a rope on there to hold that to make sure it doesn't fall down. We'd have to secure it somehow. But that cable came back down. Oh. So I knew, okay, the internal brake is holding. Right. The cable's not broken. So we really don't have an issue with the scaffolding itself. So I went down. I untangled this guy. And it took me. It took me a little while. You know. Um, Did you have to cut the rope, or no? No. We won't ever use a knife with the rope, especially like that when it's loaded. Yeah. You know. They asked me, listen, you didn't want a knife to bring down, or and I said no, no. I go, we'll we'll just un- I'll untangle him, We'll get him untangled, and and we got him untangled. You know. Mm-hmm. They just have to bring him up a little bit more right, to relieve take that. Take yeah. the tension off. Yeah. And then I just have to DC all his lines. Because once he's on me, you know, on my Doesn't, lines, we're right, good. Right, right, right. You know, and then we brought him down. And then, um, you know, it, it was a little weird because it was, um, you know, it was the time for the news. There wasn't a big news story that day. Right, right. You had the helicopters up. You know, you had a whole bunch of people watching from um, Yonkers Avenue. They were watching down. So it was uh, uh, it was interesting, you know, yeah. but it was a good day, you well, know, not only for me. It was a good day for the for fire, fire department. department.
0: Yeah, you absolutely. You know,
1: and, and that's what you want. You know, it's not, it's not about one person. Cause listen, if I wasn't there, it was still going to get done.
0: Right. It was somebody else else. would have done it. Right. Right.
1: You know what I mean? So listen, they might not do it the same way that you would do it, you know, but it would get done. Right. And you know, that, that's kind of how I look at everything. Listen, I was blessed to have that. Right. That was like, you know, for me, it was an amazing rescue. It was great, but it wasn't just me. It was about everybody else that was doing it. It was about the department.
0: Uh, you're, listen, you're a humble guy. I, I like that. You know, I, it's a good it's a good thing, and it, you know, obviously speaks to your character. But like, I agree with you when you say that it's good for the city too, because it's good Absolutely. for the fire department. You know, it's good for morale all the way across the board.
1: Absolutely. You, you know, know when
0: from, the, from the chauffeur up. You know, sure. Everybody.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, you could train, you could train most of your career, almost all your career, and never ever have a rescue like this. Right. Ever. Right. right. You know, I mean, you look Kevin Shea, right? Yeah, yeah. I
0: was thinking that. You know? When you were telling me the story, I was thinking about him, like, you know, spinning around. Kevin
1: Shea, you know, just, just uh, this week, earlier this week, was when he made the rescue. So you sit there and you say, all right, here's a guy. I right. mean, at that time, that yeah, was... That a, was, like, nuts, man. That was a crazy rescue, right? Yeah. And you were like, holy cow. And, you know... Um, you know, when you, when you look back and, and you see him talking about it, it was like, yeah, you know, well, you know, we did what we had to do. We, we got it done, and, you know, it was a great day. Everybody everybody came out good, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't take credit for that. You know, right. he looks at the department and says, yeah. You know, and he looked at Rescue Company. Hey, Rescue Company did great. Yeah. You know, and that's... that's. that's
0: Meanwhile, that's, mm, that was, like, you know, wow. nuts. Yeah. Nuts. You know?
1: And that, that's kind of how I looked at mine, you know. Listen, it was great to get all this stuff. Don't get me wrong, you know. Um, going to Albany going to the Senate you know going to the House I mean it was it was amazing and, and I think it was I think it was good for my family right to see that wow that's you know my kids were like they were like that's my dad
0: yeah superhero man that's you know, stuff. And,
1: and that is to me that is greater than anything yeah for your kids to sit there and say yeah that's my dad yeah I mean it's so funny I mean I was at a soccer game A week later, and we had a news station channel there that wanted to come and interview me, and I they wanted to come to my house. And I told them, "Listen, you know, I'm going to be at Randall's Island. My daughter's got a soccer game. That's where. If you really, you know, want the interview, we can definitely do it there. You know, and the news station came at Randall's Island. My daughter's getting ready to play soccer." And you know, my daughter's sitting there with her soccer team, saying, "Yeah, that's my dad over there." That's so. Did cool. Did you guys see what he did? You know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's to me, awesome. That was great, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. For my kids to see that, yeah, and that's they know, awesome. Listen, man. my dad, you know, he trains a lot. He's away from home.
0: Yeah. This but is, this is
1: why. This is why.
0: This is why. Yeah. You know, that's a good point, man. It kind of so, brings it home for them. Yeah. So, you know, they they see what the hell you're doing. And it's meaningful. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's so, it's so meaningful. Is that is that your most notable? Rescue?
1: Oh, yeah, that would definitely be my most notable rescue. Yeah. You know, there's um, not too many compared to that. Right. You know? Um,
0: what's, what's been your uh, most... What's been your most hard hardest or most challenging part of your career? I think... Because 19 years is a long time, bro.
1: Yeah, I think... Um, you know, when we have these, these big fires, when we had Bronx River Road, um, when we had our recent one... Um, we have those really big fires when, you know, when you're on the rescue um, and then, it, you know, we go to a defensive attack. You know, I think that that hurts me. You know, we know, OK, we have to go to a defensive attack, but we're helpless. Right. You know, I feel helpless. You know, when you see all these apartments and all these people, of what's happening to this building and you sit there like, man got to be able to do something for these people yeah you know and we know listen and i know in the back of my head listen you know what it's just not safe we can't risk our guys to do this just to save a building
0: right for you know? property
1: but you, you just it really gets to you because listen nobody really wants to go to a fire you don't want to see a fire you don't want to wish bad on anybody you know you hope that listen if there is a fire that you're working that right. you get to go to it right you know but i think the bigger fires where where we really feel helpless that's what that's what kind of hurts me a little bit yeah you know that's what gets challenging for me
0: yeah I could I could definitely see that being challenged
1: yeah because you definitely you know you want to do something you want to yeah. help but you just there's nothing that you can do right in the capacity where you are you know
0: brother is there any last thoughts that you'd like to share with uh, with our viewers
1: no I, I just hope everybody uh, you know everybody's doing some training I hope everybody trains because that's what we're, we're paid to do yeah you know and even if you're not paid you should be training anyways mm-hmm. because fire doesn't know the difference right you know and, and just be safe yeah, just man. be safe in everything you do
0: i got to tell you it was a uh, it was a, it was an honor to meet you oh it was a pleasure and and being able to hear your story and uh, being able to share with me a, a little bit of the Yonkers fire department was uh, was really cool it was a pleasure um, like i said I'm looking forward to your new firehouse. So when you get that, absolutely, when you get that brick on the ground, man, you gotta let me know.
1: Yeah, hopefully we get a new firehouse and a new rig. Yeah,
0: that'd be good. Yeah, let me know. That would be good. <laughs> I'll definitely come back to Yonkers for that.
1: All right, thanks, bro. Hey, thank you very much.
0: All right, here you go, PinduQ Podcast, Yonkers Fire Department um, with the LT. Um, be sure uh, to check out the next episode, which is uh, episode 22, is coming at you, and follow the Instagram page and also YouTube. Uh, which you're watching right now, be sure to subscribe. That little button down there, that little red button, subscribe button, do that now. All right, take care, be safe, and look out for each other.